0: Afternoon, or evening, or morning, or whenever you're listening to this podcast. I hope you find yourself in a good space, mentally and physically, and spiritually right now. Welcome to episode three of Less Rock, More Talk, a podcast presented by the Nick Robes Podcast Network. I am your host, Connor McGrath. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Stamps.com and uh, Blue Chew. For their patronage, um, we are very excited to be here uh, on this rainy day here in Portland, Maine. Foggy day, not rainy, but it feels like it's going to rain all day. That's where I just want to give you a give you a good layout of where we are right now. We're in Nick Robes' wood paneled biz uh, uh, basement. There's some cats running around. One of his cats was recently spayed. And that's where we are right now. I don't know where you are. You could be listening from any variety of spaces. You could be listening from a military base. You could be listening from a boat. You could be listening uh, tied up somewhere. I hope that's not the case. Being forced to listen to this podcast by your captors. captors. But uh, we hope that's not the case. We hope you are happy mentally, physically. uh, Because we have a great show for you for episode three. This is our, our best episode yet. We haven't even started the episode, but I I guarantee that's how these things work. We're we're learning it as we go along. We got a great show planned for you. Um, we're going back to April 14th, 1984. This is our tribute show to Rico Kasich. We're going back to the first week the cars topped the mainstream rock charts. Uh, Rico Kasich passed away recently as of the recording of this podcast. Um, as far as we know, this could be being posted in uh, 2038. Uh, <laughs> Gonna get something horrible could happen to us in the ensuing weeks from recording this podcast. But as of this recording, he passed away recently. Um, so yeah, and he is a He is a titan in the rock world, so we thought it'd be fit that we uh, we go back to one of the rock charts where the cars, his band The Cars top the charts. But before we start the countdown, I want to introduce my producer uh, and the founder of the Nick Robes Podcast Network, the very uh, urbane... Jocular Nick Robes himself.
1: <laughs> Hi, Connor.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, got er, a lot of echo there. Er, oh, yeah. The rock arena.
1: <clears throat> I, I very often bring a rock arena with me in my pocket just so I can have that, you know, just in case I need some of that, like, give me some reggae, like, just sound. You yeah. Know? Makes me feel. It makes me feel at home.
0: I was watching the Dan Rather interview, which is a, one of my very favorite shows, and uh, I can't remember who. He, oh, yeah, he Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead on. Classic. And Bob Weir has like he was in Bob Weir's sound studio, and Bob Weir is like. I can simulate like any any like venue in this sound studio. Like I can pretend it's like Madison Square Garden or Carnegie Hall and he had like little switches. It was like a state of the art tech studio where like Bob Weir and The Grateful Dead or whatever they're calling themselves in this current iteration.
1: Mm -hmm. Is Dan rather the one who can't pronounce L's? And when you listen to him he's like and today, that's Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. A series of airliners have gone down near Louisiana.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tom
0: Tom Brokaw uh, does not have an uh, interview series on Access TV where he interviews classic rock stars. That's Dan Rather. Which is either way, it doesn't. It's very odd that a ninety-year-old former network news anchor is just. Cl- Interviewing classic rock good stars on him. obscure cable. Yeah, he him. seems like he enjoys Larry it. Larry
1: King, good for these dudes for yeah. still going on. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dick Clark, uh, uh, no not, longer with us. Yeah, no longer with us. And the towards the end, kind of not. Although I did run into him, I think no. Who did I run into? Was it Dick Clark, Casey Kasem? No, I didn't. Well, man, if I had run into you, probably would have fainted. I would have been like, "Here's a long distance dedication for you, buddy, uh, from me to you." And then you Uh, would have kissed him on the lips. Yep, yep. And he notoriously would not have liked that. Yeah, Uh, just he had things about physical space, not uh, gay people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm doing good. Did you ask me a question?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I didn't. I just introduced you. Great, great. I like, how, how, great. like how, uh, how, how just wrapped up in our own heads we get. <laughs> yeah. I think it it's happens. very fitting for a series about classic and modern rock, because a lot of these rock stars get wrapped up in their heads, and sometimes we hear the results on this show.
1: Yeah, to quote uh, uh, Stacey Jacks from the classic beloved movie, Rock of Ages, uh, musical and then movie and then movie musical, uh, you don't know what it's like in here. And then he points to his head. That's beautiful. Yeah. We should watch that movie. No, we really no, shouldn't. We should probably shouldn't. <laughs> is uh, it better or worse than Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg? Mm. Well, at least the music by Rockstar is originals by Trevor Rabin from Yes, correct? Someone like that. Yeah. The I guy think... from Steelheart sings the obscure
0: 80s metal band Steelheart sings
1: the Ooh. stand up and shout. The dude... Uh, Who's the lead singer of Jack Black's band in the beginning of Rock of Ages? Is the guy from Rent? Rent, yeah, yeah Rent the musical. Five hundred twenty-five. That one, yeah. Six yeah. hundred
0: minutes.
1: Yeah, he's the rock star in that. That's weird. Yeah, and then Jack
0: Black's in Rock of Ages.
1: No, no, no. Jack Black's in School of Rock. School
0: of Rock. You, yeah, you said Rock. Oh, um, we're, we're getting our wires tripped.
1: I have so many tripped wires today. I was hanging out with a buddy today who uh, notoriously has a lot of tripped wires, and it kind of puts me in a fun mood.
0: Were you smoking Grandpa's Secret Stash with him? I I
1: wasn't, Uh, but uh, to frame it, uh, if you've ever seen the movie uh, A Cinderella Story with Hilary Duff, he's the missing father in that movie, (laughs) or maybe a very Brady sequel, where the father uh, is an adventurer, and you get to see him, uh, what happened to him? Uh, yeah. He's that father. Is <laughs> he so like Steve Buscemi's character in the Adam Sandler
0: version of Mr. Diggs? Or totally, what's... yeah, <laughs> Mr. Diggs is that the one when you're using uh... Mr. Deeds? <laughs> Mr. Deeds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have a guest
1: today. We do have a guest today,
0: <laughs> and hopefully, he'll go off on a five-minute tangent. Um, well, it's appropriate. We were talking about the news. He was a news producer for some time, but now he's out of the that game, and now he's he's a And are, are you back in the game? Back in that game. Back in the yeah. game. Well, he'll tell you all about it. Good friend of ours, and he also does uh, stand-up comedy as well, and he's producing a number of great shows this fall, in fall twenty. 19 if so if you're listening to this in 2038 don't look, look fuck it. it he's
1: producing a lot of shows I mean, in, in fall tw- of
0: 2038 too. yeah hopefully yeah. uh chris DeRons, we're proud to welcome him as a yeah, guest for episode
3: you. three
1: i'll
3: clap to that happy right. birthday happy, happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> like we're in a chili's yeah <laughs> can't do the um copyrighted one although now you, you can now you can yeah yeah, yeah. yeah actual happy birthday song. Not Very that we would really care. We play copywritten music on this podcast anyways. <laughs> For entertainment and uh, commentary purposes, Correct. though, you get a little, you can use it that yep. way. Yeah, yep. yeah. 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 Take oh. that Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> so anything you, you want to plug or say to the world? Uh, mostly just hello, I guess. Uh, hi. It hi. <laughs> hi. Uh, it's nice to be here in this basement. In the, it's a little low. Like it is a little, it's a little short for me. Yeah, I feel Krister's like, a tall fella. Yeah. I thought
0: I had a problem with the, the ceilings, but Krister's like, he's like, he's like kind of like, he's having kind of a, you know, like Robert Trujillo from Metallica when he slouches over you to play. Crab, crab walking? Yeah, thing. that's what Krister is now, except for it's not, he, he doesn't look like he's having as much fun as Robert Trujillo <laughs> doing the crab walk. He just looks like this is the
1: only. <laughs> or kind of uh, how uh, Shaggy and Scooby Doo seems to like walk with his head kind of like bopping forward, but his his neck is constantly at like a forty five degree angle.
3: Yeah, yeah. or yeah. Big Bird, or Big Bird, Big Bird. I was feeling really like Big Bird. I was I was, I was thinking about Big Bird, just his stature in general makes me wonder if like. Has he lived through some trauma or something? Is he does he have scoliosis? (laughs) Does he have scoliosis? I'm thinking more like some emotional Mm. sort of trauma in his past. That Mr. Hooper died. Yeah, that could be it. That could
0: be it. He could still be, but he was actually he was actually more stooped in the early Sesame Streets. Okay, yeah. If you see that, he looks really weird. If you go back and watch the early Sesame Streets, yeah. uh,
1: uh, The Oscar the Grouch, Oscar's orange. Yeah, and he looks more kind of uh, frumpy originally. Grouchier. Yeah, grouchier even. Grouchy even just
0: genuinely grouchy, not like comically grouchy,
1: right? <laughs> Which he became, yeah, yeah, when they went into the trash can and went to Grouchland. Yeah, mm. god, that's the good stuff right there.
0: I like it when James uh, Taylor's saying, Whenever I see your grouchy face <laughs> to Oscar with his band,
1: I want to grouch as well. There's something about you, Gra- Oscar. <laughs> Uh, that, I mean, for just off the top of my head, uh, six out of ten. <laughs> that, yeah, that's pretty close
0: approximation whenever I see your grouchy face.
1: <laughs> uh, James Taylor, one of my favorite live albums. He's got a great double live CD. Uh, I think it's at Tanglewood. It's really good. Oh, cool. yeah, every summer in Tanglewood. Mm-hmm. Yep, coming off that uh, uh, island of his. Uh, Nantucket? Well, uh, I think he's a Martha's Vineyard Martha's guy, Vineyard, he? yeah. Yep. Because yep. Yep. I think Livingston is like... Like, going to the grocery store in Martha's Vineyard and not seeing Livingston Taylor is, like, a shock. Is, is he the bagger? Uh, yeah. Is no, he? Livingston's uh. the brother. Yeah. No, I was just burger. joking
0: about Livingston Taylor bagging groceries. <laughs> yeah. He isn't He isn't He's successful like, things as are as going as great. Yeah,
1: He's, like, the third Wahlberg brother. Because, <laughs> right, it's Mark Donnan, yeah. who's the third one in
3: Wahlbergers. Livingston.
0: Uh, there's, like, Livingston a multiple ones. Well, Livingston Wahlberg, right, yeah. <laughs> Paul Wahlberg's the owner of
1: Wahlbergers.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. Why didn't they call it Paul Burgers?
1: That seems like a real yeah. missed step in there. <laughs> he was like, I gotta get I gotta get Mark in here somehow, or else there's yeah. no money. Because <laughs> you know Donnie's not forking over anything. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm holding on to this new kid's money. It's all I've yeah. got. <laughs> uh excellent. So do you want to set the scene? Let's for us. set the scene up. So we're going back, we're taking the
0: time machine back to April 14th. Gotta go back 1984. In time. Back to a time before Back to the Future was even released, mm-hmm. April 14th, 1984, Ronald Reagan is selling arms to El Salvador. The f- Iran-Contra?
2: Personally, Are we doing yeah. Iran-Contra? I, yeah, I think that's events? like
0: pacing the, placing the thing. Uh, Saturday Night Live that night is George McGovern wow. hosting... <laughs> Uh, 1972 Democratic presidential nominee, but he also ran for president in 1984, but it was not quite as successful <laughs> as his very unsuccessful 1972 run. Didn't he get one state? In yeah, he night? got like one, I think w- South Dakota and Washington, D.C.
1: Yeah. Although famously covered uh, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail with Hunter S. Thompson. Correct. Yeah. So he
0: got to host SNL, musical guest, Madness that night, okay. Scott Great's Madness, the last S- appearance of as uh, a cast member by Eddie Murphy, this... This day in 1984, um, it was actually he wasn't there live. He his last live appearance was like two months earlier, but he had taped a bunch of sketches uh, in the fall to be spread out through the episodes, and that was the last one that aired. It was April 14th, 1984. You know, it's kind of crazy. This is not an SNL podcast, but we do mention bring up SNL every week. Uh, <laughs> how he was only on SNL for less than three and a half years he started in december 1980 and he was gone by april 1984
3: pretty iconic uh, pretty iconic yeah character there yeah i know like he
0: was he dominated during yeah i don't think anybody dominated snl like he did probably because it was an era where there wasn't a lot of competition but so that's the scene april 14th 1984 Uh, Nick was just corralling his cats when we're talking about Eddie Murphy's (laughs) dominant (laughs) SNL
1: run. The one who uh, begs to come into the basement also begs to leave leave the basement. (laughs) The
0: the cat actually hates Joe Piscopo. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's what it's about. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think that brings us to... That brings us to the scene.
0: April 1984, it's spring. The sun is coming out. This would have
3: been my first spring.
0: That was was Christer's first spring. He was getting jacked up about the Democratic very much nominee so. race for president he was a big
1: gary hart fan yeah. his crib Inf- was lined with newspaper and red <laughs> thread as he's tacking it that's right <laughs> yeah
0: and i got to tell you the charts this week for the and uh, the, uh, the album rock it was actually called i think album rock charts at this point mm. but it's mainstream rock right we refer to it as the mainstream rock cuz i like p- referring to people by their current names because this is twenty nineteen. <laughs> I don't refer to dead names. Great. But <laughs> uh, but that brings us to honorable mentions mainstream rock. And we got before I get honorable mentions, Ooh. this is like such a loaded chart. I just want to mention the songs that I didn't even get to for honorable mentions. Just because <laughs> there's so many like this I was looking at this chart and it was like, oh my God, there's so many like iconic like 80s rock songs on the list so here's songs that are not mentioned that we don't really talk about but i wanted to say just to illustrate how big the charts were this week got the arrhythmics, here comes the rain again wow john cougar mellencamp the authority song Mm. van halen's panama Ah, that's
1: right yeah from 1984 from
0: 1984 we'll hear another song from 1984 on the show though great the cars magic which is another Uh, cars song but that was lower on the chart Kenny Loggins' Footloose, the wow. theme to the film of the same name, Damn. which was the number one hit on the pop charts on April 14th, 1984. Huh. And Huey Lewis' And the News, The Heart of Rock and Roll. Oof oh.
1: Which is, is a song. Off of sports?
0: Yes. Okay. Which is a song I kind of wanted. I should have shouted out, but I really like it. This is how loaded this week is that it That's was like crazy. I couldn't find room to give a shout out to my man, Huey.
3: Was this? When was the last song where they just list a bunch of cities? Was this it? It might have been this. <laughs> that was
1: a thing for a while. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, dancing in the street. Yeah. In New York City, dancing yeah. in the street. In Philadelphia, PA, <laughs> dancing <laughs> in the street.
0: So it might have been the Mick Jagger, David Bowie cover of the "Dancing from the st- in the Street." They definitely from started. a year later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Love Train, Love Train shouts out, the OJ's Love Train, they shout out a bunch of countries. Great. Okay. Like Africa, Israel, Egypt, China. But yeah, I think Heart of Rock and Roll has got to be one of the later songs that just lists off cities, at least notable ones.
1: I still think it's one of the best live concert sign-offs. He's got a great one. Do you know it? No. Uh, Thank you. I've been Huey Lewis, and you've been listening to the news. <laughs> Come on, that's a really good one. That's a good one. That's a great one. <laughs> Bump. Walk off stage. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I have a feeling that if those are the honorable honorable mm-hmm. mentions, we got yep. something coming up. Okay. So honorable mentions. Honorable, mentions. honorable mentions. Okay, we're going
0: to start off with a few songs that debuted on the chart, the rock charts on April 14th, 1984. The first one, the last single off of the one of the iconic al- rock albums of the mainstream rock era that we talk about on this show, uh ZZ Top's Eliminators, hmm. the final single. I'm surprised that they saved this for last. Legs. Oh wow. Debuted on the charts this week, the rock charts this week. Yeah. So Eliminator was released a, a year earlier, and this was the last single, but I think it became probably the biggest one off the album. Yeah, uh, but uh, what else is on that album? Uh, Give sharp Me All D- Your Lovin', yeah. Sharp Dressed Man. Holy jeez. I hear the ladies like a Sharp Dressed Man. They do. Yeah.
1: Mm, that's crazy. Uh, Legs is a good you know, one, though. Legs is
0: a really good one. Yeah, Legs is definitely the probably their biggest pop hit.
1: How many songs are about legs? Cause, uh, I mean, Rod Stewart's a- Hot Legs. Yeah, ACDC is talking
3: about uh, American thighs. Yeah. Does ACDC just sort of get, like, grandfathered into all leg songs because of their tiny little shorts?
1: <laughs> yeah. Because yes. they're showing a lot of legs. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, Brian Johnson's pants were so tight. Sure. Every AC/DC That's why you think he screamed off. so loud. His nuts <laughs> were a vice. Junk was yeah! just squished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: shoot
1: to kill <laughs> oh sorry that wasn't him though shoot yeah no g- shoot to kill was uh was that brian johnson that okay. was brian johnson because the uh uh what uh not highway to hell uh oh my gosh what's the, the the first guy was singing dirty deeds no
0: that dirty deeds thunder cheap was Bon scott Bon scott okay so that was bond scott yep. right on great Okay, so another debuting song uh, this week was, I think, probably one of the... Probably it's in one of the top ten, I think, most iconic synth-pop songs of all time. That'd be my list, at least. Maybe not your list, but it's Talk Talk's It's My Life, famously covered by, no doubt, about 20 years after this. Mm -hmm. But that also speaks to the diversity of this chart. Right off the bat, we've just had so
1: many different types of rock and pop music. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny thinking back to last week and like the sort of, I won't say death now, but like sort of a, a a valley within rock as all the aging rock stars are kind of putting out this like adult contempo in 19, 91, 19, yeah. 1991 last week and uh now you know back in the 80s we're like back to heyday yeah no like... this is like it's like this is i think uh a lot of people
0: consider 1984 to be the greatest year in pop music history at least in terms of like singles yeah i think i mean there are a lot there were the 60s had so many great years but if it's a year outside of the 60s i think 84 would be
1: well especially since pop music had such a an important part in the cultural zeitgeist at this point i mean yeah. you know it's there were so many icons in this era and just uh, iconic things. I mean, MTV and all this right. kind of stuff. Like, music was gaining a different mythology within the like public lexicon, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. Talk, talk. It's my life. It's my life. <laughs> I just like saying that. Talk, talk. It's talk, my talk. Life. talk. Talk, talk. All the kids are talking about TikTok. Do you think that this was the precursor to that? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Asked and answered. Right.
0: It's right there. <laughs> Um, and then uh, that was at number twenty six in uh, this week in April fourteenth, nineteen forty. Now this is a, a band that's having its last hits. I don't know how much of a prog rock fan you are, Nick, but uh, I mean
1: I go through I go through
0: phases. Uh, pretty fairly important name in uh, prog rock. Their last hit, Alan Parsons Project. Wow. Don't answer me was at number eighteen. It was their last Billboard top twenty hit. It had a fantastic video done in the style of like a detective comic.
1: Now this is Alan Parsons, the the famous. Uh, he went on to become probably one of the most famous like studio he, engineers. Well, he was already
0: a, he was a studio engineer before yeah, the Alan Parsons' and, and project. He worked on Sgt. Pepper. And, yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh, can you give me the top Alan Parsons hit? I can't think of it for the life of me. serious – Slash Eye in the
0: Sky. It's like a okay. medley. And sometimes they play just one part or two parts, but Serious is the song that they use at a lot of sporting events And the 90s. Chicago Bulls use They're interesting. That.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, your Chicago Bulls.
0: Yeah. But, uh, he, Not wh-
1: used in Space Jam when he comes back to the Bulls, incidentally. I mean, no. I just want to point that out. I
0: think they probably used uh, I
1: Believe I Can Fly just because they were trying to sell the soundtrack. Well, when he ran in, I think yeah. it was like, I think it was CNC Music Factory or something. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all ready for this or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But uh, I'm going
0: to bring it up since it, was, it comes up a couple of times. In the, the very first v- MTV VMA Awards were in 1984. Oh, so wow. that's another big thing, a pop culture moment. Uh, Alan Parsons Project, Don't Answer Me, lost uh, the category of uh, best experimental video to
1: Herbie Hancock's Rocket. Oh, wow. (laughs) Which I think is like a stop motion video.
0: No, it's um, a bunch of like uh, mannequins and stuff that are like like robotic mannequins and like they're alone in the house and like Herbie Hancock's playing on a TV, his keyboard Keyboard and a TV when he has a vocoder. Great, it's creepy. I should I recommend (laughs) everybody to watch the music video for Herbie Hancock's Rocket and the music video for Alan Parsons' Project Don't Answer Me. Hmm. Just because it's I think this is like the first like glory day of music videos because when music videos started like they didn't really weren't really sure what the concept was but now they've MTV's been on the air for two or three years people are like I want to stand out so people are starting to make innovative. They want videos. their MTV. So, we, yeah. yeah, music videos come up a lot in this video. And ZZ Top's Legs is another song. ZZ Top was a band that was like, How the fuck are we going to deal with synth pop? And it's like, Oh, we got a cool car. We got some hot chicks. We got long beards and We're like gonna <laughs> do what we bought, dusty uh, outfits. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And They've the cars, and they know how to use them. Yeah. Are another yep. example of a band that uh, was a, adapted perfectly to the music video area.
1: Mm. Video killed the radio star.
0: Yep. the Buggles. <laughs> but another band, huge band, that would benefit greatly from the music video era, but not yet, not quite yet. And it's uh, so we go from Alan Parsons Project having their last hit, hit to a band having their first hit at number eleven, just missing out on the charts. Bon Jovi, uh, their pfft. debut single "Runaway" was at number eleven. Oh, and at this okay. point, uh, it was just bon jo- John Bon Jovi. The rest of the band didn't really join until after.
1: Giovanni, you mean John B. O. John. he already had the Bon Bon Jovi stage name. Nice, nice. Uh, this was long past R two D two. We wish you a merry Christmas. Yes. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: if we do a christmas episode that has to somehow be in it we should do a christmas episode. we'll do a christmas
1: bonus episode for sure uh there's a...
0: there is actually a billboard christmas start oh great so we should actually
1: yeah we should hopefully he's on it with uh our duty do we wish you a merry christmas Is <laughs> beep, 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 beep. you
0: yeah. sing backing vocals oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah
3: there are some beeps and boops in it is it's... that tied into the Star Wars movie? The, the Christmas, Christmas special? I don't special? think so. I think no, it's, a it's completely. A, a complete, I think thing. it's
0: Miko was produced a lot of Star Wars related things in the late seventies because they definitely yeah.
1: had that uh, the famous disco album, yeah. which is great, yeah, mm. awesome. So that's the that's the, that's the honorable, so that's mentions. honorable mentions. All right, that's a good set of honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, welcome Bon Jovi to the program. Welcome Bon Jovi to the program. <laughs>
0: uh, we'll be talking about them a lot. A lot of people get riled up, hot under the collar. By Bon
1: Jovi Yeah and a lot of girls Were hot in the pants if you Hot know. in the I pants mean. That's Ooh. probably what Matt, That's what John Bon Jovi Cares about I remember uh, There's a music video For uh, Steve Vai uh, uh, Piece There's no lyrics Obviously A uh, famed guitar player uh, Steve Vai uh, And it starts out With all these girls Talking about the rock stars That they love And one has a shirt That said I would uh, I would die for John Bon <laughs> And it's just like
2: Okay Alright Good <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, well, so we're now in the mainstream rock We're charts. now
0: in the top 10 of the mainstream rock charts. And this is a, I would say nine out of 10 of these songs are really great or at least interesting.
1: Yeah. Is this going to be another one where number one and I would like, say has like, no staying power?
0: S- no, number one is a, it's a great song. Classic. I would say it's not the, I, I would argue it's probably not the best one, even though I'm disrespecting Rick R- R- Ocasek on this maybe okay. Okay. episode. I would say it's, it's a very good song, but there's like. There's so many I I would say about like 6 or 7 out of the 10 of these are like rock or oldies like standards. Damn. All right. Well, that brings us to number 10. Number 10, we got Night Ranger. Ooh. Off their second album Midnight Madness, their iconic power ballad Sister Christian came in at number 10. Damn. April 14th, 1984. Right.
1: Sister Christian. Uh oh. <laughs> I want to say that when I typed that in, I created the weirdest portamento and just wrote Sistian. Cistian.
3: <laughs> Sounds like a character from uh, The Hunger Games. Yeah, Cistian. Yeah.
1: Sistian, you must help me.
3: All right, so Night Ranger.
1: Sister Christian, 1984. This is number 10. No, just number 10. All right. I mean... This is everything you want out of the beginning yeah. of it. Like, just a, just yeah. a total monster battle. Yeah, sure. Did you ever see that? I feel
2: like
3: I've heard, heard this melody, like, millions of times. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no way that this hasn't been played <laughs> okay. every day of your life somewhere.
2: <laughs> Where you going, what you looking for?
1: But also like you know don't If you told
3: me this was Whitesnake, if you told yeah. me this is yeah. you know, like a bunch of other bands, I'd be like, Yeah yeah, of course. Yeah I couldn't have named either the artist or the title of this song. Uh, but I from hearing the song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a build. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I always thought this song was called "Motorin." Yeah, I would have said "Motorin." That's a yep, one hundred
2: percent.
3: Great. Yeah, it is miraculous. So, what's the deal with Night Ranger? I don't know. Uh,
0: uh, Night Ranger is a yeah. band from the Bay Area. Ooh, um, okay. which Bay? Hudson, New uh, California, <laughs> California. San, Francisco? San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. Um, their guitarist Brad Gillis briefly left to be replaced Randy Rhodes in the Ozzy Osbourne band, but then he went back to his original band Night Ranger. So oh, it's funny so that like, like he was huh. he got he, they started they like kind of got their kick because uh, like they had a metal cred from their guitarist being with Ozzy Osbourne, but they're not a they're very they're a very melodic
1: rock group. Mm. Sure, yeah, I mean judging melodic, by that, yeah, 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 in the Although category
0: can... with like Journey and REO Speedwagon and sticks, yeah,
1: Boston, Boston, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, just in case you're wondering, they do show up in the Rock of Ages soundtrack. I oh, feel like I'm we're going to do a Rock of Ages <laughs> episode. I yeah. feel like this is being teased. Uh, great. Uh, there's also a, a American dad joke where uh, Stan realizes that he's gotten high without knowing because he suddenly uh, is into the song Sister Christian. Yeah. Huh. And there's like a list he has where it's like top ten r- things that you might be high, and it was like you like snacks, and it was like you like Sister Christian <laughs> by Night Ranger.
0: And I can't, I can't uh, bring up Sister Christian without bringing up my favorite movie of all time, Boogie Nights. Woo! It's famously used in Boogie Nights in the scene where uh, Dirk Diggler is at trapped at the drug dealer's house and the Very drug dealer, nice. yeah, played by Alfred Molina, he's
1: fucking jamming out to Sister Christian. I always love uh, 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 departed uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in that uh, when he's just like, oh, I'm such an idiot. He's like, you want to see my car? And then he tries to kiss her or something. He's like, dude, no. He's like, oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's It's a good
0: one. I'm going to rewatch that again. Uh, What are you guys up to later?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I have never seen it. Oh, damn. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, PTA. We'll do a double feature, Boogie Nights and, uh, and Rock of Ages. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, the, also the the wedding singer, which is a uh, triple feature. Oh but, yeah, with Adam Sandler because this song is featured on the soundtrack for the wedding singer. Great, uh, very very stereotypical eighties new wave synth poppy act, the Thompson Twins with one of their most famous hits, "Hold Me Now." Is in at number nine. Thompson Twins, "Hold Me Now." So this is one of the cases of we were talking last week about like I wouldn't consider this song rock, but like rock stations in nineteen eighty four played it apparently. Yeah. But even like recently, like I remember like my friends being like, why is Lord Lordy or Lord, Lord Lord? Lordy, not Lord, not to be confused with Lordy, the Finnish shock rock band, <laughs> Lord being played on CYY, but they played Lord. So yeah. I guess the Thompson <laughs> twins were the Lord of
2: 1984.
0: <laughs> <Huh>. Lord's album, <sighs> Pure Heroine,
3: just turned six years old. Jesus. Yeah, shit. right?
1: Uh, does it kick? What's happening?
3: What's happening? Oh, my bad.
1: Don't worry. Technical difficulties. There we go. Yeah, wait, why is this on the rock charts? (laughs) Yeah. Although I guess we just heard like a piano intro. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I have a picture. Yeah. yeah, new, uh, new wave-y. yeah, new Yeah, I mean
0: it's a great song, Post, but it's uh, Talking Heads.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, it's not rock, not head.
0: rock and roll. I wouldn't consider it to be rock and roll necessarily.
1: I mean, but like bands like Duran Duran, are yeah. trying to like Look redefine what rock. Yeah,
0: well. right. Either you're cock rock or what? What do you we do? Right. Duran Duran. We'll show up on a
1: future episode of this. I'm, I'm dead sure. To yeah. Dancing uh, to the, uh, the, we the, Dance into the, the Fire, which is not the name. Uh, <laughs> James Bond. Living oh, Daylight. No. Nope. The other one. Aha, uh-huh, we'll never show up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's um, View to a Kill. The only number one James Bond. That's huh. <laughs> Live and Let Die by
0: McCartney, number one. Uh, wow. He's charted. But...
1: All right. God, I... is this on like the Pretty in Pink soundtrack? Doesn't this sound... If it's not, it should be. Yeah, or at least some John Hughes movie. We'll it also sounds like he could be in a so musical.
2: Yeah. Great. Yeah! great.
0: Were they actually twins? No. Mm-hmm. They are very they're a very eclectic looking group if you google up google image search the Thompson twins. They have wonderful looking hair. More than 2 the, people. Yeah, it's very 1980s look. 3. Yeah, it was a trio too. A trio,
3: wow. Yeah. And no two of them were twins together.
0: No two of them were twins. There was a lady with a weird cut haircut. Are any of them Thompsons?
3: I don't think so. I
0: don't think that either, any of them are named Thompson either. Huh. I think they just like the alliteration. Is a Thompson
3: thought, twin a kind of a twin? <laughs> Like a like a oh, like, like a like fraternal twin or, or something or, right? yeah, yeah I
0: don't know I haven't I didn't research the Thompson twins too much in this episode um, yeah
1: I'll they do be honest show after the... listening to that song yeah. I I understand why yeah.
0: <laughs> they do show up at Live Aid a year later they had a big set at JFK the U S portion of Live Aid in Philadelphia Ooh. and they had they were big enough where at the time where Madonna showed up as their special guest rather than vice versa wow so wow for one period they were on the level playing f- field with Madonna at this point they were probably ahead of Madonna. Jeez. 1984, but they had a
3: couple big. Hmm. That's like uh, Seinfeld and Chris Elliott when Seinfeld first came out and uh, what was his show. The Seinfeld? No, no, no. The other oh. guy, Chris Elliott's show. Get uh, a life. Get a life. Yeah, because <laughs> Get a Life had great ratings on the first on their first uh, like the first ratings period, and Seinfeld yeah. did not. And like, this, so there was a time where Chris Elliott was the rising star, right? And Jerry. So we're we're at the period,
0: yeah. we're at the period where uh, the Thompson twins are, uh, you know, the stars of the future, and Madonna's like, "Who's this weird lady?" Right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> like a virgin, gross. Yeah, Ugh. more like dislike a virgin. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Speaking of weird ladies, let's segue. Number eight. Uh, number eight is the Pretenders. Ooh, nice. Uh, off their third album, "Learning to Crawl." It's a song. This is probably probably the weakest song on the on the list. It's a okay. song called "Show Me." Okay. Christy Hine and the Pretenders. They were on their third album and probably their twelfth
1: lineup change. So that uh, the Pretenders show up in the Living Daylights. Are they in The Living? Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a song that the dude listens to on his headphones when he's killing people with the headphone cord. It's a Pretender <laughs> <And> it's song. <laughs> Pretenders. That's a pretty, not a, like... A...
2: Show me the meaning
1: yeah. of the Is that a song? No, it's not.
2: Show me the meaning of the world.
0: Like, it's the Pretenders. It's not a bad song by any stretch of the imagination.
2: because
1: this would be a great like montage. Of, yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody getting ready for school.
3: Sure.
2: They say you can't live
3: without it. Doesn't Chrissy Hyde show up in that Peaches song? In uh we'll in fuck the pain away. Does she really? I think. I think. Well, I don't. I don't think she does. I think she's mentioned. I think there's a lyric.
2: Uh,
3: I can't even remember how it goes right now. <laughs> my, uh, uh, sucking on my titties like you wanted me, calling me all sure. the time. Yeah, <laughs> Like I'm Chrissy Hind. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think, that, I think that that's essentially it. <laughs> <laughs> Wanting me, calling me. No more than that. Yeah, it's literally just like, it rhymes. Someday. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, no,
3: uh, my, it's, she says my Chrissy behind. Yes, Is so, yeah. it's so fine.
1: Yeah, it's so fine. Yeah. There it is. There's something about beaches and the teachers of peaches, but. Anyways,
3: like sex on the beaches. Yes, yeah. The Teaches of beaches. Yeah, it's yeah. a very complicated song. <laughs> <laughs> very surreal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unlike uh, show me,
1: I do like a, uh, I like a, a hook that isn't like a chorus where it's like you know just a repeated line at the beginning of yeah. a verse or something where like that's where the title comes from. Yeah, it's not so question. Like Nope. <laughs> I was about to say, it's not like so far off like, uh, like Good Riddance, which yeah. never shows up. <laughs> they have to be like, parenthesis, time of your life. Yeah. But like, you know, there's like, you know. I and we like
0: have actually have a song like
1: later later in the countdown. Did I know that? No.
0: <laughs> but I <laughs> was able very, to tease it. I'm able to tease it. Mm. Okay, so now here's a, another, another just rock, classic
2: rock.
0: Oof. Rock, classic rock, classic. A rock, classic, classic, rock, rock classic rock classic classic yeah uh the scorpions oh uh, with their biggest hit off their is album it? love it first thing yep. rock you like a hurricane great
1: this is just at number 7 that just shows you how yeah that's crazy yeah. uh i mean I... also uh Rocky speaking like... of like great music videos
0: i think this is one where you like, if you think of, sometimes a music video, like, you think of a band, you think of an image from the music video. When I think of the Scorpions, I think of the music video for this, when everybody's in the cage, like, pushing. Oh, yeah. And then, like, shaking the cage,
1: and the Scorpions are in the middle of the cage. Which is also just yeah. kind of like an iconic image that will be repurposed time and time again. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Jesus.
1: I would say... Songs that I hear, I hear all the time. Like This one's just fun. Yeah,
2: And
1: <laughs> know we gotta hear it. It's, it's morning. The
2: sun comes it's
1: out. big. That's yeah, yeah.
2: My it's my mm. skin. So <laughs> About his cat. Yeah. It's
0: kind of cute. I like the scorpions because you can tell that Klaus Meine, this front man, he's kind of just singing the lyrics phonetically because he doesn't really know English. (laughs) English. Where's he he from? Germany. Germany.
1: Well, here we go. And sports arenas were uh, forever changed. Yeah.
3: And uh, a high school football field. Which part of Germany? Would have been because it would have been separated. It would have been
0: West Germany. West Germany, Germany, obviously. Mm. Because they'd been a band at this point for about fifteen years. But this is when they were like breaking over, crossing over the pop charts.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Three minutes on. Mm. That's the way to do it. Don't overstay your welcome. Yeah. No, definitely not. Uh I mean what the, you, I I feel like I'm running up against what the same thing we ran up against when Enter Sandman was on the charts where yeah, just it's just like, like what hasn't been said a million yeah. times.
0: <laughs> it's a great simple meat and potatoes. Yeah, rock right. song. Mhm. I mm-hmm. do have a, quite a bit to say about the next song so we can segue right over to that. Great.
1: Number 6. Number 6. We're cruising right into the top 5 almost. We're cr- cruising into this episode. Please tell me it's a cruise song. No. No. <laughs> Tom Cruise. (laughs) Uh,
0: Number six. This is the band that had the biggest rock album of 1984. uh, Appropriate titled 1984. Van Halen, the second single off of 1984. The follow-up to their number one song, Jump. Song called I'll Wait, which kind of further expands on the uh, synth pop kind of (laughs) direction of uh, Jump. Co-written and uh, featuring on backing vocals... Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers hmm. is on backing vocals. So the Doobie Does Brothers- Ted Templeton uh, Yeah, produce... Ted Templeman produced both. Yeah. So they were having trouble writing this song, and uh, Ted Templeman was like, I'll call on my buddy Michael McDonald to help you finish the song. And Michael McDonald sang backing vocals on the chorus of this song.
2: I've got you guys, I love it. Halen.
0: And they're like, thank you so much, Michael McDonald. <laughs> and uh, I thought I was reading uh, about the song, the genesis of the song, and uh, David Lee Roth wrote the song. He was uh, looking at a picture of a Calvin Klein underwear model. Uh, Who is not Marky Mark. <laughs> no, a lady Calvin Klein underwear model, mm. but she was wearing men's underwear. Ooh. And he got inspired to write, start writing this song. And then Michael McDonald helped him finish it. But I just like the idea of like... It, like it, it's it, um, David Lee Roth was just staring at this picture of a woman in men's underwear and writing the lyrics to this song. And
3: then he got stuck and he asked uh, Michael McDonald to help him finish it. Do you think Michael McDonald came in and was like, "So looking at this picture isn't helping you finish this"? Song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps slipping it over the piece of paper that he's writing on. And he's like, "Can you not?" <laughs>
0: I want to I wish I've looked so hard for it but I want to like the isolated find that picture (laughs) well the picture yeah and I want the isolated backing vocals of Michael McDonald singing on the chorus of this song I've listened closely enough uh, preparing for this episode I think I can sort of pick
1: him out on backing vocals God knows he's very distinct
0: (laughs) but I just love the idea of him oh
1: god yes this whole album is great yeah But, I mean, also, it is cra- it is crazy, because, I mean, notoriously, David Lee Roth was not into the keyboards, yeah. but uh, Eddie came from a classical pianist yeah. background and wanted to, like, incorporate this a lot more, and uh, it, uh, one of the classic riffs yeah. in Panhalin.
2: Yeah.
0: Here comes Michael McDonald. They use somewhere on, like, the bottom of the backing vocals. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh and it's crazy because uh even though it's a synth and not michael uh Michael Anthony. Uh it's still it's just the exact same baseline. Here would play just like D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. you know, yeah. it's like running with the W they go like burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> on that uh uh Jack Daniels bass. Jack Daniels?
3: Yeah, he had like a like the liquor. Yeah, yeah he
0: a, had... has a bass shaped like a Jack Daniels bottle.
3: Oh, cool. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. If you're into like party rock, sure. <laughs> yeah. Andrew WK is coming. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, great, uh, Van Halen. Uh, I I'll you know win. what? I gotta say, uh, one of my all-time win. favorite bands. Oh yeah, Up it's there. crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I have as because of this podcast, I started listening to more uh, Van Hagar, uh, and I'm enjoying it. But yeah. it lacks like there, there's like an explosive nature. Yeah. to Yeah, it's very Van like
0: Hale. polished and like yeah, which fine. David Lee Roth's very. Uh, unpredictable and Sammy yes. Hagar's like just a, he's a professional he's a he's a
1: workhorse Yeah the songs sound yeah. like songs whereas right. like you know you think of like any song off of like Women and Children First it was like everybody wants them I want some too yeah. <laughs> It just sounds like a fucking train wreck all yeah. the time. It's the best. I mean,
0: like, it, 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 like objectively speaking, in every category, uh, Sammy Hagar is probably the superior frontman to David Lee Roth. But David Lee Roth just brings a certain je ne sais quoi yeah. that just <laughs> obliterates Sammy Hagar. Yeah, the and it that's factor. that's what Sammy Hagar like. Sammy Hagar is still. I was watching Sammy Hagar talk to Dan Rather, <laughs> and Sammy Hagar was like, I, "I don't get it. Like, I sing way better than David Lee Roth." But yes! it's it's not about. It's not about. It's not about the vocals. It's about. Where are your splits? Where are your high kicks? Yeah. Where's your, uh, like, David Lee Roth in the 1984 era, he would, like, do, like, a flag-waving demonstration. Oh, yeah. Like, like a North Korean, like, ceremony-like type flag-waving. Well, how
1: far away from me are we, uh, how far away are we from Eat and Smile when he went solo? I mean, you know, he was doing, like, full spandex with, like, marching band antics. Yeah. The guy was a showman.
3: (laughs) So they... So Van Halen started with David Lee Roth yes, in it? yes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yep. then they had some sort of turmoil and he separated. Yep. Yeah, and he they went got solo. Sammy Hagar in.
1: Yep, and then uh who was who was before Gary Cherone?
0: Well, or there was, was Gary some Chiron? Yeah, there was some guy that replaced There's a was guy there for about 10 10 minutes. 10 minutes and then they reunited with David Lee Roth for two or three songs. Yeah. And they're actually yeah, they're the the briefly reconstituted David Lee Roth lineup actually I think tops the mainstream rock charts and and at Dale some point in the mid
3: the '90s. Brothers, who, yeah, Eddie and yeah. Alex. Eddie and Alex, oh, okay. the
0: guitarist
1: and the drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, notoriously, Alex not on "Beat It." No, just Eddie. Yeah, just Eddie.
0: Did Alex want to be on "Beat It"? No, he Quincy, didn't pick up the yeah. phone. But <laughs> Quincy
1: Jones, was yeah, Quincy Jones called both of them, and yeah. Eddie was the one who picked up. Yeah, <laughs>
3: what what is "Beat It"?
1: Uh, the Michael, the Jackson. Michael Jackson. Oh, the
3: Michael Jackson. Okay. okay. But that part, yeah, is actually, that's, that's
0: actually uh, Steve Lukather from Toto's playing. Is
3: it?
1: Yeah. He, so Eddie, Eddie Van does Halen just
0: does the guitar solo. No, Steve shit. Lukather does the... This dude
1: do the like... Rip. Yep. Okay. Yep. Huh. Steve Lukather does all the guitar playing except for the solo. Uh, great. That's an, that's an all-time great solo. Yeah. Uh, probably my favorite solo of all time of Eddie Van Halen's is Jump, which I think is... It seems like yeah. a weird pick but it's just the weirdest guitar solo. It's there's so many bizarre choices. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Especially for such a poppy song. Yes. But it's got that whole like weird tapping mid section where that just kind of like puts it into this bizarre headspace. It's a great solo. Great solo. Uh, all right. Enough gushing about not only Van Halen, but the, not even the song that was. Yeah.
0: I think Al Wade is a good song. And it also, it's kind of like a, I see this that Al Wade is kind of a bridge from the David Lee Roth era to Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Because it sounds like the kind of the direction they would go towards when the Sammy Hagar era.
1: Well, if I was to dilute. Uh, Diamond Dave with uh, Michael McDonald, I'd probably get Sammy Hagar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You I just like, said... we want somebody that's not quite M- Michael McDonald, not quite David Lee Roth. Yeah. So we we'll got Sammy Hagar. We
3: got Sammy Hagar. <laughs> was Michael McDonald ever young or has he always looked... <laughs> <laughs> like with the white hair? Like, even ba- in his like baby the picture, the picture yeah, he's had like a gray beard. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Uh I say, you're the...
2: This is... So that... <laughs>
3: Can I get some animal crackers, please, <laughs> Mom?
1: Uh, uh well, very exciting because this means that we are about to cross into
0: the top five. The top five.
1: 1984. We
0: haven't even gotten to the top five yet, and we've already discussed so many classics, but uh Yeah. This song it's I wouldn't it's not quite a classic, but you can still hear it on the oldies stations. It's the debut Solo single from Steve Perry of Journey. Wow. Oh, Sherry, off his debut album, Street Talk. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, this was actually the beginning of the end for Journey, because uh, they'd worked on a few solo projects, but Neil Sean, the guitarist, was like, we can do solo projects, but I don't want them sounding like too too much like Journey, and apparently Steve Perry's solo stuff sounded too much like just Journey. sounded like it Journey? <laughs> like, yeah, it's just basically Journey.
1: Well, I mean... Uh, as much as Steve Smith Might be you know a pioneer Of jazz drumming I don't know if his work with Journey was necessarily As iconic as say an Alex Van Halen Or yeah. you know some And I mean Neil Sean's guitar playing is fine But like yeah, It's not Boston you know yeah. like What is there to Journey that's As iconic as Steve Perry's vocals yeah. I been Right yeah. yeah there we go <laughs> Yeah.
2: How I made you feel should have been gone. After all you
1: That was like
3: 15 sees. seconds of just acapella <laughs> Man, he loves the sound of his
2: voice
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's a good voice Yeah I Don't blame him
2: It's
1: like uh, Rod Stewart with More Edge Yeah Yep <laughs> Yeah, I think I hear this song every shift at
0: the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the brewery where <bar. laughs> yeah. I Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, I think okay. it's to sidetrack a little bit about Steve Perry's vocals.
1: Let's do um,
0: it. <laughs> so, I've read interviews with Steve Perry where he talks so much about how Sam Cooke is his hero. Mm-hmm. And it just made me notice that Steve Perry's not, like, he doesn't sound like Sam Cooke, obviously, but the way he kind of, like, his vocal phrasings and the kind of way he, like, vocally interprets lyrics, like, it's pretty clear that he's trying to sound like Sam Cooke.
1: Yeah, well, that that's sort of, like, uh, later Sam Cooke, the kind of more raspy Sam yeah. Cooke. But, I mean, you know, Cupid, draw back your bow, and let your arrow flow. That kind of has the same sound. Yeah. Yep, Yeah. Exactly. exactly.
0: And this music video for O'Sherry, Sherry, since we're talking so much about music videos on this episode, I would say it's one of the first meta music videos, because the whole Oh Sherry music video was like Steve Perry was on the set of a music video, and he was very like pissed at how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to sing to his girlfriend Sherry, which was, uh, yeah, his girlfriend was named Sherry, so... Sherry O'Terry. <laughs> no, yeah, future SNL cast member. Uh, just some lady named, named Sherry that the rest of Journey hated, She's according funny. to... I want my MTV. She was the Yoko Ono of Journey. Maybe, yeah.
1: (laughs) Plastic Sherry uh, uh, fairy.
0: But she was very mad at the Sherry, uh, Steve Perry's girlfriend, was very mad at the girl in the Separate Ways music video. And she was like complaining the whole time on set. And they're like, we're already starring this goofy fucking video for Separate Ways.
1: (laughs) Uh, Great. Oh, Sherry, Steve Perry, more rhymes.
0: More rhyme schemes.
1: (laughs) Uh, well, so now we are in number four.
0: So number four is a song that's probably the most obscure song on the list, but it's not because it's the, I mean, it's a very good song. It's just kind of fallen. It's, I would say it's a lost classic of the eighties. Hmm. Uh, Dwight Twilley's Girls. Then that's truly is T-W-I-L-L-E-I. It's a big guy in the power pop scene, um, and he had a big crossover hit. I think it crossed over into the top forty on the pop charts with this song "Girls," it features backing vocals from Tom Petty, who's a regular Ooh. on this show. It's just a very good little power pop song.
1: Uh... Wait, uh... Oh, okay, here we go. Found it. <laughs> it's weird that it didn't come up first. Uh... Uh, let's see here. There's a
0: weird synth intro That's the only sign that it's from 1984 I will say that
1: uh, The album that this was on didn't pop up first Yeah uh, The album that popped up first was Lost Hits of the 80s <laughs> Yeah,
0: so this is perfect Like i was saying, great. it's Lost Hits of the 80s so I think it's a very great little power pop
1: Yeah, new I wavy Yeah
2: Cause
3: I girls. sounds familiar. Yeah. I can picture two guitarists like smiling at each other <laughs> while they're playing this. <laughs>
1: Wearing leather jackets with York. frill on them. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was that era where everybody took their uh, band Here interactions from the A. E Street band. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, there he is. Mm-hmm. Tom Petty died two years ago today as of this yeah. recording. Wow. Yeah.
2: yeah. Hmm.
1: Another just straight up three minute song. In yep. and out. Yep. In and out. Perfect. Just yeah. do it to it. Yeah.
0: The next band on the charts
1: Ooh, all right.
0: doesn't know a lot about three minute songs. They're prog rock icons. Yes. Oh, great. Off their 1983 album, released in late 1983, 90125. This is a follow up to Owner of a Lonely Heart. It's a song called Leave It, Hmm. which is a very weird song that I'm kind of looking forward to talking about. Okay. Um, They made uh, 18 different variations of this music video for MTV.
1: There are 18 different versions of this song. Not different song versions, l- but it was listed. like different, yeah. <laughs> There's an a cappella version by the way. Yep,
0: There's a All lot right. of weird kind of a vocals.
1: I get why there was an a cappella version now. Okay, okay. This sounds how a Genesis video looks. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Bobby McFerrin just sat up out of his yeah. chair. One
2: more show. Downtown, give it away. She never came back. Take your place, do you know what I mean.
1: I mean it is still under five.
0: Yeah, that's basically a three-minute song, crush.
1: Mm, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, a lot. it's
2: pretty <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's almost like like uh, the, this is like their attempt at trying to do like a rappy song, I think, too. I'm sure? Yeah, yeah it's yep. like they like it's like that. they listen to a Grandmaster Flash album, and was like, oh. But then it's like we also want to add a cappella music
1: too. Yeah, we also ha- were great in college. <laughs> Did he say Uptown Diggity Dog? Yeah, yeah probably they are they trying to rap. To, yeah, they, yeah,
0: This music video is also one of the first uses of CGI. No way, yeah. huh?
3: For what? Like a little character? A little Yeah, a lot, or yeah. Something?
1: I might put this album on to do dishes later, I'll yeah. be honest.
0: This <laughs> is their, like, yes's big attempt at a pop album. Yeah. But it's also very weird because there's still yes. Yeah, right. But owner of A Lonely Heart's also on this. So. Oh, great. Yeah, that was like, awesome. Yep. It could happen to you. That's another, uh, yeah. It's like a good dishwashing album.
1: Mm. What? Come on. This is the nerdiest I've ever felt in my life, (laughs) and I have done some nerdy shit. Nick's like, Nick's moving and grooving to this one. Yeah, man. (laughs) Cause leave it, goodbye, leave it. Oh yeah. Anyways, Uh, (laughs) great. Uh, I would say uh, I've never heard that song before, and I'm into it. Yeah, (laughs) it's a. it's It's a bop. For sure, as the kids would say. It is a bop. It's a bopper. Big bopper, even. Hello, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Uh
0: Well, very exciting.
1: We still have two more songs. We're still. getting two more songs in. And the penultimate of this list. The
0: penultimate list. song. We were talking about songs that don't really include the title that much earlier. Okay. This is a... this is. You know, one of the biggest artists of the 80s. And we mentioned Genesis earlier. So we got Phil Collins. Great. With Against All Odds, Take a Look at Me Now, in parentheses. Against All Odds, uh-huh. in parentheses, Take a Look at Me Now. Mm-hmm. Off the soundtrack of the film of the same name with Jeff Bridges. And uh, this was uh, left off his first two solo albums. And... Uh, the director of the film Against All Odds, Trevor Trevor what's Trevor Raven. He's Trevor, not Trevor <laughs> Raven. He directed Ray to something Taylor Hackford. Oh okay. Uh, he was like, you got to you you want to write a song for this film? And he was like, buddy, I'm Phil Collins. I'm doing twelve projects a month in the eighties. And He was like, I don't have a song for this, but. Uh, I got this song that I wrote, and but it never didn't make it on my first two albums. Do you want to do this? And Take he, a look at me now. Yeah. I'm so busy. <gasps> oh, the sunlight comes down. <laughs> but it was like, I love it. He, t- Taylor Hackford was like, I love this song, but you got to incorporate the title of the movie against all odds in it. <laughs> and he was like, I can't do it. But he somehow incorporated, they say against the odds. Great. In the song. <laughs> but this is one of the great love songs of the 80s. Yeah, this is a good one. This is so good.
1: Ooh, yeah, this is like 315 total. This is a yeah. short song. But it yeah. feels epic. It doesn't feel like a three-minute 15-minute song. Also in this picture, I never realized how much Phil Collins looks like Damian Hurst. Huh. That's gonna be a niche bit. <laughs> Wait, everybody, here
2: we go. Yeah, maybe.
1: Crazy that, once again, we're talking about the Rock Charts. <laughs> yeah, this is not our... <laughs> and topping the Rock Charts, it's Celine Dion.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it's a great song. It's not very rockin'. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I got to say, the Against All Odds album cover is very sexual.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's Jeff Bridges and
0: whoever the actress was in the movie kind of like writhing on the beach or something y-
1: yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, all all but penetration. <laughs> uh, it's like that uh, photo of Ian McShane with that wiener dog. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't, I'm
1: not sure what you're oh, referencing. That's a great. You, I think I texted it to you. It's just Ian McShane on a bed,
3: like naked, and he's just got a wiener dog in his. Lap. Oh, okay. Or that, uh, is it the picture of Burt Reynolds on the, mm. the bearskin rug? Classic. a mm-hmm.
2: man mm-hmm.
0: And it's also amazing that this didn't make an album. This was like a sound, like, just take this for a soundtrack, but yeah. I would say this is like a top two or three Phil Collins song. Yeah.
1: Right up there was the Susudio.
0: Your favorite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Notoriously, my favorite <laughs> Phil Collins song.
0: Uh, horror stories.
1: Oh, uh, listening to Susudio <laughs> in the car. Best
3: story of all time. So uh, that guy wrote music for musicals, too? Phil yeah. Collins yeah. Yeah. yeah, Phil
0: Collins is uh he wrote a music a Tarzan Tarzan music. right He wrote um, uh I think
1: he's at two Disney movies now cuz yeah. he did Tarzan and Brother Bear
0: He did Tarzan and Brother Bear oh, and yeah bro- they got him for Brother Bear yeah, yeah yeah
1: Which is such a weird thing this is going to be a digression yep. It's such a weird thing to me that so 90s Disney is trying to like find its voice especially after so uh you had Howard and Ashman the team who did right. Little Shop of Horrors they did uh, the music for Little Mermaid, which mm-hmm. was kind of like the beginning of the Disney Renaissance, and then uh, notoriously during production of... I've said notoriously a lot uh, in this podcast. No, no, I don't know why.
2: Notorious.
0: Yes. Notorious and
1: I see. Yep. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, di- in production for Beauty and the Beast, Howard Ashman died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Disney's trying to like figure out, okay, well, where do we where do we pivot from here? We have this new direction. And when Tarzan comes along, it's a very specific artist. None of the characters are singing the music of this artist. It's just his songs. Like he writes the album for that are songs. It's not like a soundtrack like Randy Newman's doing soundtrack work. Right. He's doing songs for this and then one song that Rosie O'Donnell sings. Yeah, Phil like... Collins
0: goes into it in his book, actually, where he it's talks so about how weird. like
1: the, originally Glenn Close and
0: other cast members were supposed to sing the songs, but none of them could get to what he wanted like specifically for vocals. So eventually like the producer was like, God damn it, Phil, just sing it yourself. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: For one so small. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like Glenn Close was originally supposed to sing You'll Be In My Heart. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Huh. Well, there but you she go. couldn't
0: get the she couldn't get like the vocal. But Rosie
3: Friday. O'Donnell could.
0: Rosie O'Donnell. Well, yeah,
3: but she. Sang- I don't even know if he wrote that song. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's sang that he wrote though, all the songs. Okay, for that. yeah, but right. Rosie O'Donnell sang more of. He wrote more for Rosie O'Donnell's wheelhouse. But that would yeah. be
1: like if you went to a musical and. Uh, uh, the actors are performing all this action, but then, like, Sia is just there <laughs> yeah. singing songs while this play is happening. Yeah. They're <laughs> vaguely related. <laughs> it's, it's just like, oh, okay.
3: <laughs> nightmare Before Christmas, too, right? Is it? Is, the Nightmare yeah, Before Christmas. Danny Elfman sings all the Jack Skellington. Yeah,
1: even though parts? it's Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon. Prince Humperdinck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crazy. So funny. Uh well after all these digressions these forty two digressions uh <laughs> just just titillating just bringing us the just building the anticipation building the anticipation just really driving it home that we are now at number one number one coming in at number one April twelfth nineteen eighty four April fourteenth fourteenth April fourteenth six days
3: before 420. 1984.
0: <laughs> what people were listening to when they were about to blaze up on 420 1984 <laughs> Uh, the Cars, great. This is our Rick Ocasek outfit there for uh episode. Is their f- uh, first rock number one single? Really? Yes. Well, like I said uh, last week, the rock chart started in 1981. That was about okay. halfway through the Cars' runs, and around the time the rock chart started, the ro- uh, Cars were doing some e- experimental albums like Panorama, which is mm. like a very uh, you know odd album, and so they didn't really top it for. Oh, wow. But this album, Heartbeat City, which is a great name. Yep. Produced by... Produced by... Ted Templeton? Mutt Lang, Uh... who we mentioned a lot on last week's episode. Who's Mutt Lang? Mutt Lang is a producer of Def Leppard, Hysteria, and uh, he also produced... Brian Adams, and... Uh, Eddie Money, right? Eddie Mo- That Eddie Money song we heard last yeah. week. Not the big Eddie Money songs, but that Eddie no. Money song we...
1: <laughs> There's no two
0: tickets to Paradise in the house. And, <laughs> uh, and sh- most famously was the producer and ex-husband of Shania Twain. Oh, so during her big stretch in the 90s, Lang was her producer and songwriter. Let's go girls. Yeah, very... Don't
3: impress me much. Is that the right one?
0: (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So
3: you're Brad Pitt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is so funny that she shouts out, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. So ridiculous.
0: Uh, So the Cars. The Cars. The song is You Might Think,
1: Okay. which is their first
0: number one rock single.
1: Great. Uh, uh, And the internet's just going to shit out ever so slightly. (laughs) Here we go. All right. So you might think the cars from Heartbeat City. I love that name. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: You yeah. must think I'm crazy.
0: So the Cars would have uh, three number one hits on the rock charts. This is the first one. They also had Magic, which was also lower on the charts, was a number one. They also had a song called Tonight She Comes, which was the original song off their Greatest Hits album. And Rico Kasich also had a solo number one on the mainstream rock charts in 1986 with a song called Emotion in Motion. Oh, okay.
3: Interesting.
1: Hmm. Uh, Notoriously, he uh, was not impressed by the uh, cover on Chipmunk Punk. Uh, (laughs) He wasn't into it. What
3: was the cover on Chipmunk Punk? I
1: can't remember now. I just listened to this damn thing, and I can't remember what it was. But uh, he was not into it. Somebody was totally into it, though. Uh, a couple of people were like, we finally made it. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Debbie Harry was like,
0: awesome. <laughs> so back to the MTV VMAs. Very yeah. first, this song, the music video for you might think, was the very first MTV video of the year. I don't know if you've ever seen the video, but it also uses a lot of early, like, com- I don't know if it's CGI, but kind of like some of it's done with computers. But hmm. the cars keep popping up, kind of sort of stalking the, the female hot model, yeah. which I don't know if it's Paulina per- Poroskova, Rick O'Kasic's future wife. But it's it might be her. I can't remember. It's some attractive supermodel. And the cars are like showing up in the bathtub. They're like playing on a bar of soap.
1: Great. And like Rick O'Kasick
0: <laughs> shows up like peeking in the window like King Kong. Yes. It's total creep Giant show. King, yeah, just yeah. total creep show. But they won the very first music video of the year at the 1984 VMAs. Wow. It beat Herbie Hancock's Rocket, which we mentioned before, and yep. everybody should watch. Pause the episode and watch Herbie Hancock's Rocket, because it's a great <laughs> Super super creepy music video. I remember watching the music video. Like they used to do, VH1 used to do like every music video ever back in the 90s. Right. And I would I saw the video for Herbie Hancock's Rocket, and it like scared, frightened me. <laughs> <laughs> and the songs the songs creepy too. Yeah, but I don't think it's intentionally creepy. I think it's just because I associate it with the video.
1: Yeah, and synthy <laughs> sort synthy, of angular. Do, 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 do.
0: And it also beat Cindy Lauper's "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." That was wow. another nominee. The Police Is Every Breath You Take, which is an iconic video. Yes. And it beat, and this is uh, another, we were talking about it on the first episode, MTV's Racist. It beat Michael Jackson's Thriller. Wow. Michael Jackson's Thriller did not win video of the year. At the that's first...
1: insane to me. Take that John me. Landis.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Piece of shit, and kill Vic
1: Morrow.
3: Yeah, direct a better video next yeah.
1: time. Was that yeah. because he had seen American Werewolf in London? Is that what made that yes. happen? Yes. Oh, right. okay. Wasn't that yeah. how that happened? Yeah. But that's crazy. That's like one of the most... Uh, iconic. That's still to this crazy, day like one of the best music videos of all budget. time. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have a uh, Filipino prisons reenacting the (laughs) en masse reenacting the choreography from that it's so goddamn burned into the brain of the world
0: yeah it's just uh it'd be interesting to look back at the VMAs to see how many like bullshit results there were but I'm Mm. like you might think it's a pretty it's a good music video maybe a great video but I would say it's probably the second I would say it's the second worst one in the category because I think Thriller obviously should have won yes Mm -hmm. I think every breath you take is a great video that's a great music video Mm -hmm. and Herbie Sting's
3: birthday Oh, what happy birthday.
0: Uh, the, Everything's the, the, the happening. Recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Herbie Hancock's Rockets a great video. I would say you might think it might be a little bit better than Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, it's I an o- know, that's it's an fine. okay video, but uh, unless you're a fan of Captain Lou Albano, it's not.
1: I do love the idea of just saying like, and today is, and we just say <laughs> whatever we want. Yeah. People are like, oh, it must have been on the date of recording, but it's a bunch of things yeah. that just don't line up. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to point out that uh, because I looked up the cars, you might think as one search, uh, I got. Weezer, you might think from the Cars soundtrack.
3: (laughs) Is it a cover?
1: I don't know. Interest.
0: Let's listen to a snippet of it.
1: Okay. All right. Well, just just as honor, because it was the number one. Uh, Let's see what happens here. Uh, Numero uno. Yes, it is. It's a, oh, course like, 2. Sorry. Yeah, it sounds like oh, a yeah, kid's pop yeah. cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I half expect children. some kids
0: to start singing, but it's going to be Rivers Cuomo instead.
1: Uh, what is his obsession? With what the if we 80s? get
3: this far and then it's not a cover? This <laughs> <laughs> all just a coincidence. No, I'm pretty sure it is. He really does like a very
1: close cover.
0: Yeah. Have you heard the Weezer Covers album? No,
1: but I mean, the yeah. Toto thing, yeah. I mean, it was right. playing on the Pretty radio much, yeah. and I was like, this is exactly the same. I yeah. might as well just be listening it's, to it's exactly yeah. the, the same, but not as point? good. Yeah. 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 Uh, you, yeah. I mean, I thought it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Rick Ocasek well since it's, uh, it's an uh, kind of paying tribute he also produced the first uh the first Weezer album and the third Weezer album the blue and the green album. Wow. And yeah, I think the both b- great albums. Yeah, and he produced one in the 2000 the not well recent, like semi recent one. Maladroid or something. No, game. not Maladroid okay. like w- one in the past five or six. Like it was, I was thinking it was called the White album.
1: Oh. I vaguely remember that. Yeah.
0: It's one of their better ones the past 10 years. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean that that, you know like undone the sweater song and all that yeah. that's just so good. They You also produced Bad Brains. Oh, great. Huh. Yeah. DC uh uh power uh rock group. Yeah. Punk band, Bad Brains. Uh, Are this... they on Chipmunk Punk? No, they didn't make it. Huh. Maybe a volume 2. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, we're about due for one, so uh <laughs> get on it, Chipmunks. Rubble dove <laughs> It wasn't even on Yeah, we need a squeakle. Yeah. For virtue among power two, the squeakle, Yeah. Uh this of course brings
1: us to uh everybody's favorite part. Connor's top five. Okay, so
0: top five. I haven't actually prepared this, but I'll I'll do uh let's see, I'll do Van Halen's I'll wait. Great. I will do um I'll do the cars at number four. Okay. I'll do I'll do Phil Collins at number three because I love that song. Mm. What else?
1: Uh, do I not have uh, uh, so far I'm kind of shocked that uh, scorpions haven't shown no, they're <laughs> who, else, who else have I forgotten? Um, uh,
0: the scorpions would be number one. Scorpions are number one. Oh, sister Christian. Okay, I'll S- do sister, sister Christian, Christian and then scorpions are number one. Okay, so I'll do sister Christian at number two just because that's such a classic, like that's the power
3: ballad
1: pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then hurricane, uh. You want to take a stab, Krister?
3: At uh, like the uh, top five? Yeah. yeah. Like my top five. Yeah, yeah. The top five that I liked. Yeah. From these top ten. Yep. Five Do you need me them. to run through it again? <laughs> <laughs> Play a little so, bit of the okay. songs all again. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll just right. go through all of them. Yeah. I think I would also have uh not to ruin all the suspense, but I'd probably have Rocky Like a Hurricane at number one. Yeah. Okay. Um You know, I might have the Thompson twins on there, maybe at number five. Okay. Uh, and um, hmm. number four. Uh, let's do that. Uh, Night Ranger, Sister Sister Kristen. Christian. Yeah, high <laughs> four. I
1: nine, will never eight, forget the two. name of this song now.
3: Yeah, that's right. It's gonna be in there.
1: It's the very first thing they say in the song. Is Sister Christian? Yeah, right which I only really ever pop into the song yeah. about
3: midway for <laughs>
2: motoring <laughs>
3: yeah for number three I'm gonna do yes leave it great yeah and then number two Steve Perry O'Sherry. Oh, mm-hmm we have we have very similar lists <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah I think I'm going Sister Christian yeah for number five uh I think I'm going um uh oof, I'm going I'll wait number four mm-hmm. uh I think I'm going uh against all odds number 3 uh hurricane number 2 I'm going I'm going for leave it for number are, number 1 yeah. dude that was great
3: <laughs> Oh I just uh, yeah I'm listening to that album later I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to imagine it now but all I'm thinking of is that uh that Christmas song with the bells <laughs> <laughs> The you carol, know what the carol of the bells is? that ring yeah all seem to say throw kiss away
1: that's nice. um it's very similar uh also at work whenever i'm alone and i'm doing a task that i think is a, a dog shit task i uh, i sing to myself
2: over it <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh so uh weirdly enough sister christian always with me
0: uh
3: well, never far Damn! April Fourteenth,
1: nineteen eighty-four.
0: That wraps up a pretty epic.
1: Yeah, that was a great list.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we weren't having it last week. We were pretty, we were struggling pretty hard for our top five. I was like, "Ah, did I like five songs?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this Stevie Nicks song is. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh. But yeah. Any uh, any closing thoughts any any mementos any I just think words this is it's going to be
0: hard this is only the third episode but I am going to have I think we're going to have a hard time finding a better list of songs on this
1: I I'm, this... I'm shocked that uh, Hugh Liu uh, didn't show up no. higher No yeah
0: he probably shows up on a later week
1: Yeah I got I'm assuming it made
0: the top 10 at some I'm point.
1: assuming Power of Love had to have cracked oh, the yeah. top 10 <laughs> That yeah, song yeah, must yeah. have been everywhere <laughs>
0: He will be on later episodes I guarantee it
1: Yeah uh yeah they, uh, i think yeah even more in the honorable mentions is crazy i'm yeah, bon jovi is going to be dominating these charts at some point yeah. i'm sure we will hear 86 nothing but him. to 93 yeah 93 <laughs> or so uh even songs we don't even know from the bon jovi back catalog we're probably on the, the rock charts
0: yeah we're gonna have to put up with some bon jovi
1: Ooh. uh yeah and
0: his solo theme for young guns too
1: Great. Plays of Glory. Great. Uh yeah. Uh starring all the Brat Packs, slightly older.
3: Which Brat Pack?
1: That's uh Oh the Brat Pack. Yeah, because I think yeah. that's what, Judd Nelson, Emilio Estevez isn't that Charlie
0: Sheen is in here? Charlie
1: Sheen, I think uh Don uh not Donald, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. <laughs> yeah.
3: Selling juice
1: already.
2: <laughs> yeah, right
1: uh, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Donald Sutherland uh, Great uh, great. Uh, well Christopher, thanks so much for being on Thank you for having me what a, what a fun time Any pearls of wisdom anything you'd like to promote uh, We don't know when this comes out Yeah we so don't know when only, this comes out So please only promote things that are everlasting
3: Yeah find me on Twitter And that's where stuff will be At Christopher R Christer is spelled with a K at the beginning And then K-R-I-S-T-E-R and then another r yeah that's just one k at the beginning yeah i know i said and then but that's that's the way to find me yeah i think i'm, I'm about the same on instagram great yeah.
1: r- roughly in the ballpark
3: roughly in that ballpark
0: <laughs> Have you, have you searched, search, search it that yeah what you yeah. said
3: and then it'll probably pop up yeah probably just a pretty good chance have
1: you ever googled yourself recently
3: anything fun popping up these days Nothing, uh, I haven't done it recently. Mm. Yeah. For the most part, it's me, uh, it's a little bit my dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you see if you see uh, somebody who is either a mechanic or a bassist, that's my dad, I <laughs> <laughs> mean, can reach out. He probably doesn't have like a, a profile picture. My dad hates getting his picture taken. Sometimes. None of that. I've got my picture out there. They don't know what you look like. They but... don't know, but if there's a photo, it's me or you Yeah, drawing. it's you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Great. And if there's no photo, it's my dad. Yeah. Oh, sign up for the mailing list. Sign up for the mailing list. Yeah. Bit.ly slash Krister mail. C- Krister spelled no. the same way there. K r i s d e r. Yeah. Mail. M-A-I-L. Some
1: great pearls of wisdom in there. Yeah, absolutely. mm mm-hmm. Nuggets. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, well...
0: Next week? Should we talk about next Oh, week? yes. So, episode four, what are we... Uh, what episode are we doing four, today? we're only going a little bit past 1984. We're going to October 12th, 1985. Okay. The mainstream rock charts, and uh, it'll be topped by one of the worst songs of all time. Great. I uh, can't wait. Consensus says it's one of the worst songs of all time. It's the Plan 9 of Outer Space of rock songs. <laughs> sort of. I would say it's more like it's more like the Pearl Harbor of rock <laughs> <laughs> like Pearl. I mean Pearl Harbor the yeah, movie, not Cuba, Pearl Gooding Harbor. Junior. The, no, I got uh, it. The attack, <laughs> yeah, the, the attack on Pearl Harbor. I
1: mean the Michael Bay movie. It's the 9-11 <laughs> of rock songs. <laughs> it is the
0: Oklahoma City bombing of
1: is rock Is that ball. Timothy McVeigh? Yeah, that's yeah, Timothy McVeigh.
0: Yeah. R.I.P. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, until next time, that's been less rock, more talk on the Nick Robes Podcast Network. <laughs>